It's March the 12th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation. Today, we've come to Deuteronomy chapter 13. This is the second law, the repeating of the law of God, given first from God through Moses and Mount Sinai, and now given the second time to the new generation, the end of Moses' life, just before he dies, and the people of God under Joshua cross the Jordan River to take possession of the promised land. Now, here we are, Deuteronomy 13. This is a warning about false prophets. If a prophet or someone who has dreams arises among you and proclaims a sign or wonder to you, and that sign or wonder he has promised come, promised you comes about, but he says, let's follow other gods which you have not known, and let's worship them. Do not listen to that prophet's words or to that dreamer. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. You must follow the Lord your God and fear him. You must keep his commands and listen to him. You must worship him and remain faithful to him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he has urged rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the place of slavery to turn you from the way the Lord your God has commanded you to walk. You must purge the evil from you. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son or daughter, or the wife you embrace, or your closest friend secretly entices you, saying, let's go and worship other gods, which neither you nor your ancestors have known any of the gods of the peoples around you, near you, or far from you, from one end of the earth to the other. Do not yield to him or listen to him. Show him no pity and do not spare him or shield him. Instead, you must kill him. Your hand is to be the first against him to put him to death. And then the hands of all the people stone him to death for trying to turn you away from the Lord you, your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. All Israel will hear and be afraid and they will no longer do anything evil like this among you. If you hear it said, about one of your cities, the Lord your God is giving you to live in, that wicked men have sprung up among you, led the inhabitants of that city astray, and said, let's go and worship other gods, which you have not known. You are to inquire, investigate, and interrogate thoroughly. If the report turns out to be true, that this detestable act has been done among you, you must strike down the inhabitants of that city with the sword, completely destroy everyone in it as well as its livestock with the sword. You are to gather all its spoil in the middle of the city square and completely burn the city and all its spoil for the Lord your God. The city is to remain a mound of ruins forever. It is not to be rebuilt. Nothing set apart for destruction is to remain in your hand so that the Lord will turn from his burning anger and grant you mercy, show you compassion, and multiply you as he swore to your ancestors. This will occur if you obey the Lord your God, keeping all his commands I am giving you today, doing what is right in the sight of the Lord your God. We don't often think about it in those terms, but sometimes doing the right thing also means doing the hard thing. Chapter 14, Deuteronomy 14. You are 
Sons of the Lord your God, do not cut yourselves or make a bald spot on your head on behalf of the dead, for you are a holy people belonging to the Lord your God. The Lord has chosen you to be his own possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. You must not eat any detestable thing. These are the animals you may eat, oxen, sheep, goats, deer, gazelles, roe deer, wild goats, ibexes, antelopes, and mountain sheep. You may eat any animal that has hooves divided in two and choose the cud. But among the ones that chew the cud or have divided hooves, you may not eat these camels, hares, and hyraxes. Though they chew the cud, they do not have hooves. They are unclean for you. And pigs, though they have hooves, they do not chew the cud. They are unclean for you. Do not eat their meat or touch their carcasses. You may eat everything from the water that has fins and scales, but you may not eat anything that does not have fins and scales. It is unclean for you. You may eat every clean bird, but these are the ones you may not eat. Eagles, bearded vultures, black vultures, the kites, any kind of falcon, every kind of raven, ostriches, short-eared owls, gulls, any kind of hawk, little owls, long-eared owls, barn owls, eagle owls, ospreys, cormorants, storks, any kind of heron, hoopoos, and bats. All winged insects are unclean for you. They may not be eaten, but you may eat every clean flying creature. You are not to eat any carcass. You may give it to a resident alien within your city gates, and he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner. For you are a holy people belonging to the Lord your God. Do not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Each year, you are to set aside a tenth of all the produce grown in your fields. You are to eat a tenth of your grain, uh, new wine and fresh oil, and the firstborn of your herd and flock in the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to have his name dwell, so that you will always learn to fear the Lord your God. But if the distance is too great for you to carry it, since the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far away from you, and since the Lord your God has blessed you, then exchange it for silver. Take the silver in your hand and go to the place the Lord your God chooses. You may spend the silver on anything you want, cattle, sheep, goats, wine, beer, or anything you desire. You are to feast there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice with your family. Do not neglect the Levite within your city gates, since he has no portion or inheritance among you. At the end of every three years, bring a tenth of all you produce for that year and store it within your city gates. Then the Levite who has no portion or inheritance among you. The resident alien, the fatherless, and the widow within your city gates may come eat and be satisfied, and the Lord your God will bless you in all the work of your hands that you do. God takes care of the poor, the widows. He cares about the resident aliens. Deuteronomy 15. Now, listen, there's something we're going to come to way down the road. We're going to get to the gospel of John. We're going to get to John chapter 12, Mary anointing the feet of Jesus, John 12, and Judas objects. And Jesus is going to make an allusion. It's uh, almost a quote from something in this chapter. When I read it, see if you pick it up. 
Deuteronomy 15. At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. This is how to cancel debt. Every creditor is to cancel what he has lent his neighbor. He is not to collect anything from his neighbor or brother because the Lord's release of debts has been proclaimed. You may collect something from a foreigner, but you must forgive whatever your brother owes you. There will be no poor among you, however, because the Lord is certain to bless you in the land the Lord your God has given you to possess as an inheritance. If only you obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all, every one of these commands I'm giving you today, when the Lord your God blesses you as he has promised you, you will lend to many nations, but not borrow. You will rule many nations, but they will not rule you. If there is a poor person among you, one of your brothers within any of your city gates in the land the Lord your God has given you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards your poor brother. Instead, you are to open your hand to him and freely loan him enough for whatever need he has. Be careful that there isn't this wicked thought in your heart. The seventh year, the year of canceling debts is near, and you are stingy towards your poor brother and give him nothing. He will cry out to the Lord against you, and you will be guilty. Give to him, and don't have a stingy heart when you give. And because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you do, for there will never cease to be poor people in your land. And that is why I am commanding you, open your hand willingly to your poor and needy brother in your land. If your fellow Hebrew, a man or woman, is sold to you and serves you six years, you must set him free in the seventh year. When you set him free, do not send him away empty-handed. Give generously to him from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. You are to give him whatever the Lord your God has blessed you with. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I'm giving you this command today. But if your slave says to you, I don't want to leave you because he loves you and your family and is well off with you, take an awl and pierce through his ear into the door and he will become your slave for life. Also, treat your female slave the same way. Do not regard it as a hardship when you set him free because he worked for you six years worth twice the wages of a hired worker. Then the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. Consecrate to the Lord your God every firstborn male produced by your herd and flock. You are not to put the firstborn of your oxen to work or shear the firstborn of your flock. Each year, you and your family are to eat it before the Lord your God in the place the Lord chooses. But if there is a defect in the animal, if it is lame or blind or has any serious defect, you may not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Eat it within your city gates. Both the unclean person and the clean may eat it as though it were a gazelle or deer, but you must not eat its blood. Pour it on the ground like water. Two things from today's reading. Stay with me. Number one is that God cares about the poor. He cares about the needy. He cares about the widow. He cares about the orphan. He cares about the resident aliens, the foreigners in the midst of his people. God made provision for them. God in his grace made sure they were taken care of. And then God says, be generous. Be generous to the poor. Be generous to the needy. Be generous to the hurting. My friends, we live in a needy world. We are surrounded by widows and orphans and the alien. And we are 
surrounded by people. You're going to meet people today who need a word of encouragement. Be generous with your time. Be generous with your gifts. Be generous with your words. Be generous with a smile. Be generous with what God has given you. Jesus took this principle in Luke 6 and he encouraged us. Good measure, pressed down, running over. So God will take care of us. He promised to do that. Let's go out and have a generous day because God has been so good and so kind to us. Have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll do this again. God bless.